0: Welcome to Uphill Conversations, your ride-along partners for your emerging future. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show. Are you ready to be inspired? Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Uphill Conversations. I'm your host, Tim, and I'm so glad you can join me today as you're living your life and heading toward your emerging future. Hopefully you are eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it is true. You can be more, do more, and have more. So what is up everybody? So the World Cup's over, vive la France. They have won the World Cup. Um, I actually was pulling for Croatia. So, um, but it was great, man. It was awesome. I love the world. Cup. I love it. Love it. You know, people can be world class too. You know, you know, I know the goal is to win and and to have that trophy and that title, but man, all those teams, you know, you gotta be world class. You gotta be a world class athlete. And so I tell people, stop trying to be the very best and be world class. I mean, get yourself in the arena to be able to compete. That's what we should be always working on. So um, anyways, uh, those of you who watched it, I'm I'm sure you loved it. It was great. It was probably one of the best I've seen in a very, very, very long time as far as the whole tournament. So anyways, uh, this is uh, episode number 96. I'm glad you are here and lending me a little bit of your time. I have an amazing, amazing guest today um, that I'll tell you about here in a minute. Um, but, I uh, want all of you to, uh, please continue to stay connected and, um, rate, review the show, go to iTunes or Stitcher, simply type in uphill conversations. You'll find the show and, uh, go to the website, uphillconversations.co and check out all the content there as well as if you would like to be a guest on the show and you feel like you could be a great ride along partner and share some great insight information, um, you're learning, you're growing, and so on and so forth. Uh, Click on the link there to be a guest on the show, fill out the information, and I will get back to you. Or submit someone else that you think or would like to recommend to be on the show. Also, connect with me on the Instagram. I am doing more with it and uh, just taking my time, taking my time, getting there. But um, my personal Instagram is tim. That's P E C O R A R O T I M. And then for the show, it is at Uphill Combo, at Uphill Combo. And then um, what I do on a daily basis for my work and the way I live my life and show up into the world, because the podcast is my labor of love. I just love to uh, see people get more information and grow and improve. But what I do every day is my company, Uphill Strategies, where I, I focus on leadership and team development and organizational health. I do a lot of one-to-one coaching as well and work with entrepreneurs. Uh, but that is my passion. But you can find me there, which, once again, that is on Instagram. You know, nice, gentle way of um, slowly getting things out there gradually, not selling you anything, just trying to inspire. Uh, but that that handle is at Uphill Strategies. And then the website for the company is UphillStrategies.com. Co. So, anyways, let me tell you about this guest today. Um, an incredible guest um, from Barcelona, Epaña, Spain, and um, her name is Patricia Young. She is a certified professional coach and certified holistic coach, host of the Awakening to Life podcast, founder of Inner Prosperity Academy. And author of the number one Amazon best-selling book *Awakening to Life: Your Sacred Guide to Consciously Creating a Life of Purpose, Magic, and Miracles*. With her keen insights, nurturing energy, and proven strategies, Patricia has worked with hundreds of people in her coaching practice and online programs, supporting sensitive and growth-oriented women to lead more meaningful lives. She helps her clients connect with their inner courage and confidence and identify their highest life vision so they can make braver decisions and take action to bring their vision into reality, personally and professionally. Patricia has been featured in Aspire Magazine, on Ohm Times Radio, and on websites such as Finer Minds by Mind Valley, Life Hack, Personal Growth, um, Savannah Spirit, and the Wellness Universe. She has shared the virtual stage with Dr. Alex Lloyd, Dana Wild, Meadow and uh, Denise Lynn, Carol Look, Carrie Samuels, and Dee Wallace on multiple telesummits. But I'm just going to let you know she is a phenomenal person. And the thing that got me was um, I listened to her talk about five habits that could be holding you back. And she shared them, and I'm one of those people that – you know, once something grabs me, it grabs me. And so, um, uh, introduced myself, got her to uh, come on the show, and we have a, a great, real rich conversation. And, uh, we do, we even mention those five habits that could be holding you back. But she's just a very authentic, open individual with an amazing story and, um, has a lot to share. So, without any further delay, let's jump into this conversation with my guest, Patricia Young. Welcome to the show, Patricia. I hope all is going well in your world. So why don't you tell our audience what you have been up to?
1: <laughs> Thank you for having me, Tim. It's really a pleasure and an honor to be on your show. And uh, well, what's going on with me right now? Well, I just published my book a few months ago and I'm being in the process of getting more exposure um, and, uh, which I, I'm loving actually, cause I'm getting to know amazing people like yourself and, um, see all the beautiful things that you're doing in the world. So that's, what's been going on lately in my world.
0: Excellent. Now in the title of this new book,
1: it's awakening to life, your sacred guide to consciously creating a life of purpose, magic, and miracles.
0: That sounds like something that everybody needs. (laughs) They need need to read, you know, I see people walking around, they're like, Yeah, I'm happy. And I'm like, Wow, if you are happy, you need to tell your face.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh my god. That is so true.
0: You know, please smile or something. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that is so true. You can see the heaviness in their, just by looking at them and their body language and everything. It's so amazing.
0: Right. And those are big indicators. A lot of people, it's like, it's not what your words say. It's not so much your Instagram posts. It's not all these other things. It's like really just how you show up and, and being present in that moment and seeing that someone actually will stop and actually look at you and make eye contact and smile and not be awkward and fidgety. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah. it would be so yep. nice, right? If, if, Absolutely. <laughs> if, if people would do that. So, um, well, I, um, I love all the work that you do and I did some research and, but what I would like for you to do is just kind of talk about the Genesis of Patricia Young. Like when you discovered this deeper inner passion, you know, this, you know, as some people like to call it, the why I call it your unmistakable creative that's inside of you. Like um, talk about that genesis and and when this this transformation into evolve toward an emerging future that looked so different than where you were just in your formative years.
1: Wow. Well, yeah, um, I would say that it was actually a series of different events that had gotten me to where I am right now and I think that's very common for a lot of people (laughs) it's usually not a big thing which you know it could be for some people one big thing but to me I think it was a series of different events throughout the years that actually had led me to um, to do what I'm doing now and and love what I what I'm doing now Um, so I would start by saying that years ago I was Married, um, and I was very unhappy. I was married to a narcissist, and uh, I was in an abusive relationship. Um, so, talk about going uphill, right? Like your your the name of the show. Um, that was an uphill situation where I had to actually come to terms with the reality that things will were not going to change, and that uh, the only option that I had was leaving that marriage and um, start from scratch. And so I had to um, move to another country because my family, they're all from Spain. Well, we're, we are all from Spain, basically. And I had to go back to basically Spain again, <clears throat> excuse me, by myself and start from scratch. And that was the beginning of me really giving myself permission um, to explore on what were the things that I wanted to do with my life and what were the things that would give me more joy that would make me feel more, um, fulfillment. Um, and, um, that was the beginning where I started these spiritual paths where I, part of my healing after the divorce was actually getting in Reiki classes, energy healing classes and meditation classes that I had started previously before the divorce. So I continued with that and that actually really helped me, um, start healing and start, you know opening up to uh, more possibilities and opening up to really listen to the messages of the whispers of my soul, like I like to call them, right? Um, I was more open to really see what is it that I wanted to do. So I started doing that, um, going into Reiki classes, meditation classes, and then um, I did a massage um, therapy certification course while I was in Barcelona, Spain. Uh, but I was still, you know, that was on the side cause I was still doing, um, my nine to five because I needed, you know, to support myself. But, um, I started painting as well. Um, I started exploring creativity and I started exploring, uh, vocal classes and music classes. So I, it, you know, the, the divorce opened up a huge door and a huge uh, possibility for me to really explore the things that I always wanted to do or the things that I decided, well, I thought I wanted to do this, but now I don't like it that much, you know? And then after that, actually, um, I came back to the United States, um, cause you know, economy was really bad in, 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 in Spain back in 2009. So I came back here and, um, a few years back, let, let's say I would say four to five, um, I started having these, um, like a very, very intense longing for doing something more meaningful, like making an impact, making a difference. But I didn't know how to do it or what to do about it. Um, so I started experiencing um, anxiety and panic attacks, and I was very unhappy when it, you know, when it was uh, in regards to my career. Um, that area of my life was very, very unfulfilled, I would say, and I, f- I was feeling kind of lost. And, um, everything else was great because I had a great job. I lived in a beautiful place. I had remarried again with, to a wonderful, uh, man. And so everything was going great. And at that time I was experiencing this internal chaos where I was, you know, at work som- sometimes and I was having a panic attack in front of my boss, uh, having a conversation with him. And I, I was trying to, you know, excuse myself the best way I could because it was really un- uncomfortable. So at the same time as I was exploring this, saying, t- telling myself, I cannot do this for another twenty years. How can I work like this? Um, and I started doing some inner exploration as to what it, what is it that I wanted to do. Um, two friends of mine got sick and they passed away to cancer two months apart from one another. So that was really mm. the biggest catalyst for me wow. to say, okay, well, I'm going through these internal chaos. I'm going through these. Um, intense roller coaster, emotional roller coaster and physical symptoms as well, because I was getting sick very easily, getting colds and stuff. And my stomach was upset all the time. And so I said, you know, um I, I, I kind of put myself in their shoes and my friend's shoes. And I was, you know, if I had to look at my life now, knowing that I'm leaving this world, what what am I proud of? What did I do that made a difference? What, you know, was I courageous enough to do the things that I wanted to do? Like, do I really know what I want to do? Do I really know what I stand for? Do I really know what I tolerate, what I cannot tolerate? So I figured that I was not clear about any of those things and that, you know, that life showed me on my face that we are here today and we might not be here tomorrow or next week or next year. And I didn't want to look back on my life and had regrets, basically. Wow. So, yeah.
0: I mean, that's that's I mean, that's beautiful. And I I thank you because I like to get deep quick. And yeah. I love when a person is willing to unravel their world, their story, and because other people, that's what we need. We need more um authenticity by way of telling the real story not the version of one that sounds better and will hopefully help you look better in the eyes of others. Um I do think we underestimate the fact that people are open to hearing your story with all of its ups and downs and problems and they actually they welcome it. They not not to harp on it or to to take advantage of it or to have some information about you that maybe you're not so proud of, but that they can also say, wow, I can lift my hand and say, wow, I understand that. Like, And you're giving them courage. You're giving them fuel to be a person um, that also wants to do the same because I really believe there's more opportunity for growth in the story you just told mm-hmm. than there is – in the story of a person that seems to have the Midas touch or everything they do touch everything they touch turns to gold. And they always seem to show up at the right time and all the great things happen. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's not, that's not real, you know? um, And what I love, I tell people pressure is our privilege and the adversities and things that you were experiencing revealed to you truly were and not who you said you were
1: right exactly and and it showed me that i had really uh, been living on autopilot right and that i was i was really living small um going through the motions not really asking myself the the bigger questions not really um I was not seeing that really my life was not an authentic expression of my true desires. And um, I was not allowing myself to to really express my greatness uh, w- with the world because I, I had not tapped into that peace of mind. I was so busy with the busyness of the day today and living on autopilot that I was not giving myself the gift um, and the permission to really explore um, what is it that I wanted to do. What is it that felt expansive? What is it that felt joyful?
0: Right. You know, Patricia, you said something, and I loved what you said there, that, you know, you asked your, you know, so you got out of a bad relationship. You moved to Spain, your roots, Barcelona. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and you went into this exploration and healing and, um, you know, opening up to listening to the whispers of your soul you begin to explore creativity, which I believe, gosh, you know, less than 10%, I think it's 10% or less of most adults operate with any level of high creativity, that it just seems to get squashed out of us. Or we give it up willingly so that we can confine to rules or all these things that, you know, you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do this. You, This is your next step. You know, it's like following, you know, it's like sheep going to, to the to the slaughter it's like you know it's it's not good but what I love I love what you said was you asked yourself a question in the midst of a new marriage where you have a wonderful person in your life but yet you were still you got to these two questions what am I proud of and what did I do where most people wait that's an end of the life those are two end of life questions Mm -hmm. what what inside of you do you feel or what do you think was a catalyst or a motivation to say, let me answer those now? You know, was it because you looked around and said, gosh, I have all this wonderful stuff going on, you know, in my life, you know, and, you you know, so, you know, why do I feel like this? Or was it more, and I love in both those questions are what questions, not why questions. I tell people why questions will keep you stuck and they can also turn you into a victim. What questions, though, change the way you think, and it moves you from possibility into probabilities. Um, So, what what was going on there that really said, "I'm going to take these two. What questions? What am I proud of? And you know, what did I do to bring clarity to that? Like, what what prompted that in you?
1: Well, um, you know, I I thought that I was not proud of. I mean, I was proud of certain things that I had done in life, but I knew because I had this big um, longing inside, like this big hunger to do more meaningful things, to do things that mattered, that would create an impact. Um, and of course, I didn't know what to do or how to do or where to begin, right? But um, but what I what I know is that I remember that I said, "Okay, well, I don't know the answer to the question." But I know that I can give myself permission to explore and, and look for help because I know that I'm, I'm in these, I'm like, I'm at the bottom right now and I don't have uh, the capacity right now to get clarity on this. I need support. I need guidance. I need someone that is going to help me connect the dots and, and, and help me with the anxiety too because I was so anxious and it was scary um, thinking, okay, well, what if these anxiety is going to be forever? You know, I won't be able to do much if I'm, if I'm feeling this way all the time. Right. right. So that, that, that's what actually prompted me to start looking online. And, um, I found, um, one day, you know, cause when you're ready, you start seeing the answers and you start seeing the, what you need. Right. One day I, I was browsing online and I saw, uh, something about a certification about life coaching. And I said, Oh my God, it felt so expansive and so, so, um, joyful. Like right. I could do this. Right. I could do this. I could do this. Um, mainly because when I was a kid, I wanted to do psychology, but I, you know, circumstances didn't, it didn't happen at the end of the day. I, I didn't go for psychology. So I said, well, this could be a way in which I could help people, right and I could learn some cool stuff, um, for, you know tools for myself but also to help other people. So I took that certification but at the same time I kept looking for someone to help me with the anxiety and get more clarity on what is it that I wanted to do because I was still very stuck and lost. So I found an, a coach that um, she was actually the one that helped me with the anxiety piece and get the clarity on what it what I needed to do or what i wanted to do and what I, what i realized is that basically that challenge that felt so um uh it was like a con- constricted and and it was so confusing and so so painful because i didn't know where how to start it's that that challenge that i had that issue of not knowing what i wanted to do with my life was what i was meant to be doing mm. once i got the clarity of okay so this is my this was my mess this is my message at the same time. This is what I'm here to help other people now that I'm getting my clarity.
0: Wow. That's so rich. You know, um, you know, so many people, they get stuck in the mess. But see, the thing is, is it's still a message. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's still what you're sending to the world. It's a message. Yeah. So it's like, so what story do you want to tell? You know, what do you want to actually say? You know, and... And I think it goes back to you bringing it into, listen, we're still dealing with my existence. So out of curiosity, I'm just curious. Yeah. Most people are, they're so paralyzed by that anxiety. And it's not, you know, they may say the words, I don't like feeling this way. Mm -hmm. Yet, you don't see them take the steps to do anything different. So think about people listening right now, and even people you've encountered well, what do you say to them to say, listen, this anxiety is a part of you. It's not to be ignored, right? Because um, fear has a voice. Everything has a voice. Yes. And I tell people the same thing with, with emotions like, there's no really no good or bad emotion. It's just where they are and what are you going to think about them and how are you going to deal with them and what are you going to do with them while they're in their existence. So no matter how much you try to ignore something, it's still there. So how do you help people with that to say, yes, it's true, you have emotions like this or you have anxiety, you feel stress or you have panic attacks. It's true. It's real. right? That's a, that's a true. That's a fact. Yes. However, the truth is they're speaking to you And you don't have to ignore them and just leave them as a mess because it's still a message. You can move this into a message. How do you guide people there? How do you become a good ride along and a good guide for people in that process?
1: I can tell you, you know, my own experience is that I now I understand that that anxiety was a message from my body. It was my body. And my soul, my spirit trying to talk to me, like you need to do something about this. I think that, you know, there's an epidemic of people using um, medication for anxiety and depression. And I'm not saying here that some people don't really need it because some people really do. Some people really need the medication. But I think that putting a lid on your dreams and repressing what you want to do at some point is going to create symptoms. And that that's what was happening to me. I'm talking from my own experience. Once I started getting the clarity and taking baby steps towards what I wanted to do, my panic attacks went away. So in my, in uh, my message from that experience that I had was, once my soul said, okay, now we're talking, now you're listening. So we don't have to get so loud here and give you panic attacks because you're not doing, you're just living through the motions. You're, you know, you're on autopilot. You're not paying attention. You're not open to new experiences. You're not open to anything. You're living small.
0: Wow. I love what you said. Putting limits or lids on your dreams will produce symptoms and yeah. a lot of people ignore the symptoms and yes. as human beings we do that because we don't we're afraid of what we might learn you know we we become afraid of what it might tell us ultimately but the very thing that tells us well, what it tells us could be the very thing that we can learn from and ultimately make an incredible shift or change in our life so let's let's fast forward now into how this is manifesting into you know not you just having a big audacious dream you know people are always like what's your big dream you know it's like <laughs> it's like you know what you know what my dream is is every day to make an impact and have an effect now of course I have a long-term one but it's like I want to do things daily so daily with this where you are today all that you've learned and the dream that you carry and please feel free to open up you you want to say this is my dream and it could be you know just to, in the next three years that's fine. But mm-hmm. but how are you now turning this into this learning experience into the positive for you to no longer have that lid on your dream, but also also listen to the symptoms that you still will go through because it doesn't just go away. It's no. it's going to be there. So how do you now pursue your dreams but still listen to symptoms and advance and move forward rather than curl up in a ball and get a blanket and a pillow and and play sad songs, and turn (laughs) off all the lights, and close the blinds.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I can tell you that, you know, your dreams evolve as you grow and evolve as well, so um, what could have been a dream at the beginning, um, maybe it evolved into something different. I'm just open to, um, now, one thing is, you know, one thing that I can say, and it's big, we cannot control some of the situations and some of the circumstances that we encounter in life, um, the majority we can control, but some of them, unfortunately, we can't, right? So we we really have to be open to um, see what the journey brings along and take baby steps every day. And that's, you know, you were saying that before, it's like, you need to do something every day. So what I do every day is really I still do what I started doing years ago, and it's allowing myself and giving myself sacred space every day to connect with myself. Um, And I know some people have issues with this because they say, oh, I cannot sit still for like five or 10 minutes. I cannot do it. My head won't stop. But then, you know, play with it. Try to find ways in which you can actually allow yourself to have that time every day to connect with yourself and listen to what is it that you want to do. What feels expansive, what feels joyful, what lights you up, right? Because a lot of people talk about, oh, you you need to find your life purpose. And I don't like to talk about that way because it, it create it puts a lot of weight and it, it feels like very- It'll
0: create anxiety. Yeah, it creates anxiety.
1: <laughs> so you have to start seeing it from the place of what brings me joy, what lights me up, what feels expansive, uh, what feels like I could do it even if I'm not getting paid for that, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's actually what's feeding. That's the food for your soul. <laughs> and that's actually what's going to keep the anxiety away and the depression away. So what is it that you love doing? And that's what I do every day. I give myself the space to do that. And, and I take action. I, so I listen to my intuition, to my inner guidance, to the messages from my soul, however you want to call it. And then you have to be brave enough to take at least one baby step towards that.
0: That's so good. You know, um, you and I are in great alignment because some of the words you use your word choices, like sacred space. I tell people we need sacred space in a flattened world because yeah. the world, we we like to think with all the stuff that's out there, the world is so vast. Yeah, the world is big. Technology's big. All these things are big. But when it, as it relates to us, believe it or not, it has the wrong effect. It'll flatten us unless we really get into sacred space and and the way I define sacred space is just imagine walking into a cathedral or some big hall you know if you went into a place where there's a big concert theater and there's no one on the stage and no one in the building and the way you could get up on the stage and how your voice will project the silence can be so calming but it also can be deafening like it's a sacred space with you and you alone Mm -hmm. And how do you do that? How do you do that when the lights are off and no one's around and you lay your head on the pillow and there's peace and quiet is the sound. Can you create sacred space there? So I love that. And I love also that you speak of evidence and you did that in one of your episodes I listened to that I really liked was about collecting evidence, you know, the importance of collecting evidence. And you spoke about that, I believe in your five habits that could be holding you back and you Mm -hmm. shared how they affected you. And, um, evidence was another one. So in that sacred space, you get to find evidence. But I also, the thing that you just said that just is like, I really like Patricia, (laughs) was like when you said, and you're not being paid for it. Too many people are looking for a reward for every little thing that they do, but they don't realize that the things that they're doing, the greatest reward is what's coming back to you. So- Talk to me about collecting evidence in sacred space for you.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we tend to, our mind tends to go, well, I want to have these big booming business or whatever it is for everyone, right? I want to make these big paintings and be an artist and be paid for my paintings or whatever it is. I want to write a book or everybody has their own thing. And then if... We feel we get to a point where, well, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. You know, I have this big dream, but I'm not there yet. So are you really enjoying the moment? Are you looking back and celebrating the progress? Are you measuring the progress? Because progress is part of the journey, right? So you have to allow yourself, like you were saying, giving yourself sacred space to see what is it that you want to do, to measure your progress, to celebrate your progress, acknowledge yourself for your progress, and be grateful for all the big things and beautiful things that are coming along along the way, and that makes a big difference. So gratitude is big too. so in that sacred space, as you connect with yourself, celebrate yourself, celebrate the, the synchronicities and celebrate the ma- the little miracles that happen all along the way if you're open to see them because as you the more you connect with yourself, the more open you are to see the little miracles and the little magic that happens every day. Mm.
0: That's so good. I love it. Um, you know, and and with that, you're going to find your level of self-acceptance, right? Absolutely. Um, and I think, unfortunately, too many people want to say, well, it's all about their confidence. I think before you try to develop all this self-confidence, I think the prerequisite to that is self-acceptance. So I don't know what your thoughts are on that. But I would like to hear how you've allowed, you know, and if you say Tam, I don't say it that way. That's fine. Um, how did you get self acceptance into the confidence, as opposed to just pursuing confidence and hoping by doing that you'll get self acceptance?
1: That's great. I mean, that's a that's a great question. Um, to me, everything starts with unapologetic self love. You can call it self acceptance if you want to, but it's also the key, and that's how I see it personally, and that's how I experienced it myself when I gave myself permission to love myself into freedom, because that's what I did, right? Giving myself the space, the the the, the, the freedom to explore, um, and from there, as you start doing little things and you start collecting the evidence that we were talking about, then you're Courage muscle gets stronger, and your confidence muscle gets stronger. So it's it's all interconnected. If you feel, if you think about it, but it all really starts with self love, loving yourself the way you are now, and really being aware of the self stories that you're telling yourself, and how those self stories are running your life, and how can you rewrite those stories in a way that are going to help you to. Love you, your, love yourself more, <laughs> so you can allow yourself to do more, and be braver, and have more confidence. Show up with more confidence in the world, and inspire more people by doing so.
0: Hmm. What um, what would you say are uh, maybe a few things that you thought you knew and thought they were correct that over time you realized you needed to unlearn them as they were not serving who you were, and ultimately where you wanted to be or go in your life?
1: Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> that's a big question. Um, it sure okay. is. <laughs> it is. It is because part of what I've um, realized and part of you know my work and what I write, my book, everything is about how when we grow up, we actually learn to unlove ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have to, as we are adults, we have to be those loving adults to ourselves. And we have to start unlearning all those, uh, I don't know, things that we see that are broken or those flaws that we see that we have learned through experiences or through things that our caregivers or our parents told us or, you know, peers in school, whatever it is, everybody has their own story, Right. Um, and those stories created the self-image that we have and the stories that run our lives. So I had to really understand that the the self story that I had, <clears throat> sorry, was not gonna bring me to where I wanted to be. Um, so, I had to commit myself to learn what those what were those stories that I had to really let go. I had to release. Because I, I, to me, it was amazing to learn that I had to unlearn some things that I,
0: Right. you know, it
1: sounds so confusing, but, but it's true. I mean, it's when you're like, what, wait a minute, did I do this all my life? And I cannot believe it. And it's cruel sometimes when you, when you get to a point, I know in my case, I never felt, um, smart enough, interesting enough, pretty enough, whatever. I was never enough for anything. So I had to learn to let those go and understand that I am perfect the way I am. Even if I see flaws in myself, I'm not broken. And I'm just a person I am right now based on the experiences that I had. And um, sharing my stories and sharing being vulnerable, it's actually what makes a difference.
0: Wow. That's so rich. I, I like to tell people it's blue skies and sunshine. I don't care what the... What you see when you walk outside, it could be cloudy, raining, or whatever, but those clouds and rain are not touching the sun and the greatest atmosphere above us. It's not. It's still, get on an airplane, fly up 30,000 feet, and it's blue skies, sunshine. Well, we don't have to get in an airplane. What we need to do is realize that's already within us. Like, every day, that is the potential. The potential is already sitting there waiting for you to say, hey, I'd like to involve you, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I'd like for you to be a part of my day. (laughs) Instead, we, you know, like you said, we, we unlove, we learn to unlove ourselves and that's very beautifully put. Um, and, uh, but it's also, it's painful as an existence for a lot of people.
1: Oh my God. It feels like a prison that we create for ourselves in a way.
0: Yeah. And I've never been incarcerated, nor do I want to neither. but (laughs) I, 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 I also know that it's, you know, imagine the incarceration of the heart. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And where it's just taking the dictates from just our, our natural, our lower brain, just pushing out information like a machine, and we just obey it. And then we find ourselves in such bondage, and we find ourselves so trapped and so paralyzed and we find ourselves longing, but also feeling like there's just no satisfaction. It's like it's like having you're so thirsty and there's a glass of water, you know, five feet away from you. Yeah. And and there's nothing holding you, but you won't move toward the water. You know, That's for right. some reason. You you know what I mean? It's yes, it's, yes. It's it's like all these weights and all this baggage and stuff. So when you had those five habits that were holding you back, was it how long did it take you to get to where you actually felt like you were now moving away from them versus just kind of here and there, they, you know, they kind of show up, like you fall off the wagon. It happens again. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, You're, yes. You keep going back to it. Like, yes. you know, what, what, when did you really feel like it clicked? It kicked in on those five habits to where now you built positive habits and you don't really you know, they may be a shadow of the past or a tap on the shoulder every now and again, but they're not directly in front of you impeding your progress.
1: Well, it took me years to be honest with you since I started. You know, this whole process around four years ago, um, maybe a little bit more, over four years and a half or so. Um, of you know, but it takes commitment. It takes really commitment to um, stay aware to, you know, remain aware of where you are. And and like you said, you know, they were habits and they were ingrained in us for so long that we cannot pretend that from one day to the other, boom, it's gone, right? It's not going to happen. So it takes commitment to stay committed to really being aware of checking your checking in with yourself okay well wait a minute, why am I not doing this? am I am I trying to numb myself? Is this what's happening? am I, am I going back there? <laughs> but it, it, it it's usually you catch yourself way faster and you snap out of it really fast. So um, yeah, it took me a few years and also you know it, it, a few when I wrote this um, it was when I was like, oh my god, um, it was like the the end of the realization of the habits that I, personally. And I've seen other clients and colleagues and stuff where we all fall into those, right? But when we are allowing these habits to run our lives, we're not really participating fully in our own lives. We we're basically settling for less and we're shrinking to fit in. Sometimes we're judging ourselves, we're judging other people. And, and that prevents us from really living life on our own terms.
0: And so how do you keep, you know, because you know, a lot of people are just afraid to try things because they'll, they're just, they already canceled it out, right? It's, it's, it's a limiting belief already. It's like, I tell people create and don't edit. Just, <laughs> just create, stop editing, right? Just create. Like if you're writing a book, like I know you just went through this process and I'm in the middle of doing it. But, you know, if you're sitting there backspace, checking all your grammar, doing all that stuff, you know how long it's going to take you to finish that. Then you're going to get bumped off your idea and all of that. You need to create and not edit. The first draft is for you. So write the book, right? Right. right. Just start, exactly. just write, right? So I tell people, um, you know, and I'm a person that believes, you know, your faith plays a part in it. Your hope does. But you need expectation. Like, what is the expectation that you would like to set based on a living forward thought, meaning this is what I want my legacy to be. You know, back to your two questions that you, you know, you 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 asked yourself, mm-hmm. um, you know, what am I proud of and what did I do? I tell people you got to raise your faith to the level of your expectation. So yes. if you're gonna have faith, right? But if you have a low expectation, your faith has nowhere to go. Nor do your actions. Nothing's going to go anywhere because you have such a low expectation. So, how do you set expectation for your life how do How do you do it in a way that you're not setting the bar too low, but you're not putting it out there so far that you can also you can you know inadvertently disappoint yourself.
1: Right. Um, well, I I do journaling a lot, and um, I'm big on having rituals and. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, checking progress. Um, so that's how I actually keep myself on track. Um, and when I see that I'm not on track or I'm not, you know, going the way I'm, I wanted to go. Um, one of the, one of the things that I do is I have learned to not beat myself up and, you know, forgiveness plays a big role. And, um, when I say forgiveness, it includes for, you know, being self-forgiving, right. Um and then how learn from that experience and see what is it what's where you know what's the lesson there? Um, and how can I course correct? because uh, no, nothing is really set in stone, right. So you have to be open. You have to be open. That's the main thing. I have learned to remain open to, okay, well, this didn't go the way I want it, or this, you know, an an unexpected turn happened. Okay, so how can I cor- course correct? Am I still interested in doing this? Or I revisit sometimes, you know? Um, it's always keeping that open mind, so you don't beat yourself up. You don't feel you don't feel the whole process is heavy and tedious, <laughs> and it's not a process that should. Be, it's not a process that's gonna kill your joy, right? Right. Um, it's supposed to be joyful, and it's supposed to be. It's your life. You're the artist of your own life. It's your own masterpiece so so make it fun make it um be open to changing and experiencing new things and exploring new things and and changing the direction if you have to and um stop going through the motions because you're if you're going to do something different with your life is because you don't want to keep playing small you don't want to keep going through the motions so you have to keep an open mind at all times
0: that's great that is so good I am, um, I'm, I'm very fascinated with curiosity. I was always a curious kid. I got in a lot of trouble being curious <laughs> 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 and, you know, um, and not that I want cats killed, but, you know, they say curiosity killed the cat, you know, yeah. and, um, but I'm also a risk taker and some of the risks that I've taken in my life have gone very, very well. And then there's risks that I've taken that taken that I would never want anyone to ever, ever know any more about. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I, I like those two, but curiosity, it's it's no different than if I were to say, Hey, I'm gonna go to the gym and you know, I want stronger legs. You know, I gotta do certain things to exercise my legs in order to build the appropriate muscle, right? And tone right. and all that other stuff. So curiosity requires exercise. So I like to say, and I heard I love Malcolm Gladwell, and he's he made this statement, and I, I he's so good, he just says things that it's like he just drips nuggets of information. But <laughs> but he said the exercise of curiosity requires risk. So in your yes. case, how do you exercise your curiosity with the with risk? How do you do it?
1: Well, we go back to being open-minded, right? And being kind to yourself and um, not judging yourself. Because if you're curious, you have to be kind as well, because the result (laughs) uh, cannot be the one that you want, right? So, but how would you know if it's going to work out or if you're going to like it if you don't try it? Right. Right. And that's how I started the whole process years ago after, after my divorce, trying new things. Like, okay, well, I'm going to do painting and I'm going to do vocal classes and I'm going to do uh, music classes and I'm going to do a massage class and I, I'm going to do and see if I like it I, I, from a place of curiosity because I was open-minded enough to say, I'm curious and I want to experiment and explore. Mm. But when you explore and you experiment because you're curious, sometimes you're going to have great results and you're going to be super happy about that exploration. And sometimes you're going to say, Oh God, why did I do it? (laughs) Right. But then what did you learn from that?
0: Right. Right. It's those takeaways that are going to matter the most. It's, it's It's the learning. Yeah, it is a gift and it's learning. And, you know, and, and I think people are so afraid to fail and I say, it's not failure. It's learning, you know, tell me the last thing you learned from success other than the steps that you took to get there.
1: The last, well, consistency is big. I mean, right, but it's consistency.
0: Right, but you learn, you learn consistency. So I was consistent and And commitment and and commitment, commitment. Right, so you learn that. Okay, it was awesome. But what about failure? How much more can failing teach you? A lot. There you go. So real, real growth happens in failing, which I like to substitute the word failure for learning. So sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. You know, yeah. and so that's, that, that's the thing, but our, our best life change. And I think the most incredible shifts of life and great outcomes come from the fact that something didn't work and we had the courage and the resilience to try something else and learn from it, but, exactly. but not say, I'm not going to risk anymore. And not turn no. you know, not turn myself into an isolated individual. No. That keeps me away from stepping out. You know, it's 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 so funny to see how many people are afraid to dance, right? <laughs> That's why at weddings they have alcohol. I love so dancing. people <laughs> Yeah, I know. Well, I do too. But a lot of people, you know, it's like, well, you know, they get some alcohol in them and next thing you know, you see some of the craziest dancing you've ever seen in your life. Oh, yeah. You know, exactly. because it, it pulls away inhibition. We have to learn to to pull away our inhibition without any outside influence.
1: Absolutely.
0: It needs to be something we decide to do. And it's okay, you know, to... Look, kind of foolish, you know. It's, you know, I, I, I'm bringing up this wedding again. I remember seeing this guy at a wedding. He was dancing. I mean, he was sweating through his clothes, everything. But he wasn't dancing until he started to have some, some line, right? And then he started really getting into it. And I mean, he was, he was dropping it low. He was doing everything he could possibly do, you know. And I was sitting there cracking up, and it was funny. But then I thought, what if he did that and he was just sober? Uh-huh. What if he just let himself go and discovered what it would feel like without any because now the only thing he's teaching himself is yes, I can loosen up and have fun, but some of this stuff I'm gonna forget and I'm always going to be dependent on some sort of outside, you know, intervention in order for this to happen. Exactly. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? But what if we yes. just did it and allowed curiosity? to do it? What if it was just like, or what if it was just a desire to say, you know what? I don't mind looking like a fool because to myself, I'm not a fool. Even if you don't know how to dance, just dance.
1: But remember how kids, I I mean, just just look at kids. They're so curious and so spontaneous and they're always exploring and they're always, they're a bundle of joy. We were like that too. But our conditionings as we grew up, right? We all know that. We we start limiting ourselves and judging ourselves and judging other people when we see other people having fun. But the truth is that it's really up to us to make our existence here on the planet fun and valuable. Nobody will do it for us. Nobody. Nobody will come and tell us, you can do this. We have to give ourselves the permission to do that.
0: That's that's so true. Permission. Permission granted. Yes. Like in school, here's a hall pass, you can go. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're allowed to leave the class and go to the restroom, whatever. You know, like you need a pass in a school, you know, to be able to be walking around while class is in session. You know, they they check right. for that. So, we need to give ourselves an, a hall pass, you know what I mean, and take down our own internal you know, authorities that are blocking us from actually stepping out. And well, give yourself now we permission. Adults.
1: We're adults yes. now, yes. right? We were conditioned since we were kids. That we had to ask for permission for everything to our parents in school, like you're saying. Now we are adults. We are in charge of giving ourselves permissions mm. to for everything we want to do. Nobody has to give us permission. Not our spouses, not our family members, not our parents, not anymore. We're adults. We. It's our choice. We are driving the bus of our lives and nobody needs to make decisions for us.
0: So true. So well said. And those of you listening, that is right on the money. Um, so Patricia in your book, if you were to say if a person reads my new book, Mm -hmm. they read this book, what is it you would say you hope, what would you say their top things that you hope that they take away from the book or discover?
1: Um, well, I would say it's a simple step-by-step process that I have used with myself, with my clients. I provide tools there that's going to give them some clarity on the things that they want to do. They're going to find, they're going to find there the permission (laughs) they need to start taking action and to start living life with more meaning, with more courage. So they can, they can experience more magic and, and, and really create a life of more purpose to live on purpose.
0: I love that. And you said, live on purpose. That's what I tell people. I did that yes. on purpose. Start start <laughs> saying that. If you're going to do something, make sure at the end of whatever it is that you did, you can say, I did it on purpose. I, I love you, that. I, yeah. It's on purpose. That's what intentional means. It's on purpose. Okay. You know, what is it? That's, you know, if you're a purpose-driven perp- person, that means everything you do is on purpose. You know, I did it on purpose. I tried it on purpose. So if you fail and learn, you did it on purpose and right. own that outcome just own it and and embrace it you know give yes. it a big old hug <laughs> <laughs> you know um let me ask you what are three things well well first of all the book they can get it at amazon correct on amazon right.
1: and they or they can go to awakeningtolifebook.com they can get it from there they that's a link that take them to um amazon but they can do they can go either way
0: okay great so what are three things that you're optimistic about over the next 12 months that could be personal or professional.
1: Okay. Um, personal where my husband and I are selling our condo, uh, and we're going to get a house. So we're looking forward. That's one of the things that, um, you know, excites us right now that we're going to sell our condo and then get into a house to get more space. And that way I can get a dog. I love doggies. And (laughs) (laughs) So that's one of the goals. And then uh, professionally, well, I want to keep putting myself out there um, in, you know, speaking gigs and podcast platforms like yours, um, summits, online summits to put my message out there and uh, spread the word and um, let people know about my book. And then at the end of the year, I want to do an event. Um, So that's those are the two professional goals and then the personal goal.
0: Did I cover it? You
1: got it. Okay.
0: <laughs> you, are, you are like, man, you just flow. I love it. I, I'm, I love flow. And um, you just let it come out. So if you were to say, where would you send people for the just best engagement with you, the best of your best? Now, if you say it's at my website and it holds everything, that's fine. But where would you want people to go that are listening to just discover more, learn more, and be able to see, you know, you know, what's regularly going on in your world?
1: Um, I would say my hub is my website. So it's inner prosperity com. but I am on Facebook. I am on Twitter. I am on Instagram and, uh, you can find, you can, if you go to my website, you can connect to my social media networks from my website. Cause I have the the icons there. Um, so yeah, basically my podcast, of course, cause I'm always, you know, um, online on on my podcast as well. Awakening to life.
0: Awesome. And this is a question I don't ask everybody, but I just, what is one thing that most people don't know about you? Like a, like a little soup, like a, I don't know, a talent that you have some hidden talent, some little thing or something that you're interested in that most people would not know.
1: Oh, I love arts. Like my, I'm passionate about arts. Um, to the point that I can cry (laughs) with a big, you know, a nice um, uh, music song or a beautiful art of um, painting or photography. And I love doing photography. I love painting on the side as a hobby. I'm not a professional, but I love, I really enjoy doing that.
0: That's great. Well, thank you for sharing that. I have, you have been like, this has been so smooth. I mean, it's been, I mean, I, I love it. I love the way you open up and you share and thank you so much for being my guest.
1: Oh, no, thank you for having me. I, and I agree with you. It was a free flowing conversation and I love these type of conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, no problem. We'll have to have you back on again in the future. So just want to give you that heads up.
1: Awesome. And I'll I'll love to have you on my show. So we'll talk more about that offline.
0: Okay. Well, you've been listening to another episode of Uphill Conversations. Always remember your current condition does not match your emerging future. Anything worth having is uphill, but you cannot go uphill with downhill habits. Always remember you can be more, do more, and have more. Your reasons for being, doing, and having are for you to figure out and no one else. But most importantly, you will see people like me and Patricia on the Hill. You've been listening to Uphill Conversations. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to the show at UphillConversations.co. See you on the Hill.